Amen. Has the Lord done anything for anybody in this place? Has the Lord done anything for anybody in this place today? Hallelujah. He's a wonderful Savior. Amen. And I'm excited today to turn to the word of the Lord. If you'll stand with me all over this house. What a beautiful Palm Sunday the Lord has blessed us with today. It's beautiful outside. The sun is shining. It's beautiful in here. The presence of the Lord is sweeping through this place. I appreciate so much the presence of the Lord. Before I turn to my text today, I'd like to know if we can just all over this house give the Lord a hand clap of praise for all of our visitors. Got some people here for the first time, some people that haven't been here in a long time, and some people that are here all the time. Let's give a praise report for everybody that's in this house today. How many is thankful to be in God's house? No place I'd rather be. Man, my my Lord, I thought I even I even saw uh, Brother Chris here a while ago. Is he still here? Yeah, he's here somewhere. Maybe he can hear me. I'm going to preach at him today. (laughs) Hear me, sir. Hear me. Now, I realize today that I'm not from the south. Brother Don knows where I'm going already. I might not be from Mississippi. And I might not be in my 30s. But I am bold. So you can help this preacher today. Come on, you helped that preacher last week. You can help this preacher today. (laughs) Is it all right if we have a good time in the house of the Lord today? Amen. Get your Bibles out. Get your praise ready. Turn to the book of 2 Kings, the first chapter. 2 Kings, the first chapter. I'm going to be reading a group of series of texts, verse 1 through 18. Uh, If you do not have your Bibles, the text is provided for you up on the screen behind me. If you need a Bible in your home, please see me, and you'll have one today. Praise the Lord. We want every home to have a Bible. Every every home be able to have the ability to turn to the Word of the Lord. 2 Kings, the first chapter and the first verse. If you're there with me, give a big shout-out yes to the Lord today. Amen. Second Kings 1 and 1, the word of the Lord says, Then Moab rebelled against Israel after the death of Ahab. And Ahaziah fell down through a lattice in his upper chamber that was in Samaria and was sick. And he sent messengers. And he said unto them, Go inquire of Beelzebub, the God of Ekron, whether I should recover of this disease. The angel of the Lord said to Elijah, the Tishbite, arise and go up to meet these messengers of the king of Samaria and say unto them, it is not, is it not because there is not a God in Israel that you would inquire of Beelzebub to the God of Ekron? Now therefore, Thus saith the Lord, thou shalt not come down from that bed on which thou art gone up. 
but you shall surely die. And Elijah departed. When the messengers turned back unto the king, King Ahaziah said unto them, Why are you now turned back? They said unto him, There came a man out to meet us, and he said unto us, Go and turn back again unto the king that sent you, and say unto him, Thus saith the Lord, it is, not, is it not because there is not a God in Israel that thou sendest to inquire of Beelzebub, the God of Ekron? Therefore thou shalt not come down from that bed on which thou art gone up, but ye shall surely die. And he said unto them, What manner of man was he which came out to meet you and told you these words? They answered him, He was a hairy man and girt with a girdle of leather about his loins. The king recognized it was Elijah, the Tishbite. Then the king sent unto him a captain of fifty with his fifty, and he went up to him. And behold, he sat at the, Elijah sat at the top of the hill. And the captain of the fifty spake unto him, Thou man of God, the king hath said for you to come down. And Elijah answered and said to the captain of that fifty, If I be a man of God, let the fire come down from heaven and consume thee and thy fifty. The word of the Lord says, There came down a fire from heaven and consumed him and his fifty. And also... Again also he sent unto him another captain of fifty with his fifty. And he answered and said unto him, O man of God, thus has the king said, Come down quickly. And Elijah answered and said unto them, If I be a man of God, let fire come down from heaven and consume thee and thy fifty. And the fire of God came down once again from heaven and consumed him and his fifty. And he sent again a captain of the third fifty with his fifty. And the captain of the fifty went up and he came and he fell on his knees before Elijah. And he besought him and he said unto him, O man of God, I pray thee, let my life and the life of these fifty thy servants be precious in thy sight. Behold, there came down fire from heaven and burnt up the two captains of the former fifties and their fifties. Therefore, let my life now be precious in thy sight. And the angel of the Lord spake unto Elijah, and he said, Go down with him, and be not afraid of him. And he arose, and he went down with him unto the king Ahaziah. And he said unto him, Thus, King Ahaziah, thus saith the Lord, For as much as thou hast sent messengers to inquire, of Beelzebub, the god of Ekron, it is, is it not because there is no god in Israel to inquire of his word? Therefore, O king, thou shalt not come down off of that bed on which thou art gone up, but ye shall surely die. So he died according to the word of the Lord which Elijah had spoken. And Jehoram reigned in his stead in the second year of Jehoram, the son of Jehoshaphat, the king of Judah, because he had no son. Now the rest of the acts of Ahaziah, which he did, are they not written in the book 
of the Chronicles of the Kings of Israel. I want to focus today on verse 2. I'm going to read it one more time. It says, And Ahaziah fell down through the lattice in his upper chamber that was in Samaria. And he was sick. And he sent messengers and said unto them, Go inquire of Beelzebub, the god of Ekron, whether I shall recover of this disease. Can I tell you that lattice was never meant to support anything. <laughs> lattice was never meant to support anything. It was only meant to sneak a peek. With the help of the Holy Ghost and the hunger of this body today, I want to preach to you on this topic. Do not, do not lean on the lattice. <laughs> do not lean on the lattice. If you want revival to continue in this body today, I want you to lay your Bibles down in your seat. I want you to lift your praise towards heaven for a moment all over this house. Come on, somebody worship him today. Lord, we need you. Lord, we love you. Lord, we're hungry for you in this house today. Lord, let revival continue to sweep through this house of God. Bless these contenders for the faith today. Lord, we praise you. We magnify your name. We magnify your name today. Bless your word. Bless these that have gathered today, faith believing. Bless these contenders for the faith. We give you the praise. We give you the thanks in Jesus' name. God bless you. You may be seated today in Jesus' name. Do not lean on the lattice. Ahab's eldest son took over the reins of the kingdom of Israel. He followed in the footsteps of his father, evil King Ahab. Ahaziah was completely dominated by his mother, Jezebel. How many remember the story of Ahab and Jezebel? seeking to kill the prophet. Amen. And, and Ahaziah had taken over reign. He's following in the footsteps of his father. He's dominated by his mother, Jezebel. And during his reign, things begin to fall apart. Things begin to crumble. The Moabites begin to rebel. The Moabites refuse to pay their tribute to the kingdom of Israel. And the weak and the evil leadership of Israel was causing them to lose control of their region. The Lord had had enough of these things. The Lord had had enough of this evil leadership. The Lord had had enough of this disobedience. And how many know that Genesis 6 tells us that the Spirit of the Lord will not always strive with man? Come on, listen, God will put up with your junk for a little while. 
but eventually God's going to get tired of playing games with you and the Lord's going to unleash heaven on you if you don't learn to line up with what God wants for you. Amen. And the Lord had had enough of this family and this deception and this evilness and this sin. Amen. Israel was a mockery. Israel was falling into deeper and to deeper sins and deeper and deeper idolatry. Amen. And they were losing control of their region and the Lord had had enough of these things. And King Ahaziah was an evil king. He was a sinful king. Can I tell this body today that sin always looks good on the surface? <laughs> yeah, it does. Yeah, it does. Sin always looks good on the surface. Sin is irresistible in the moment. In the heat of the moment, sin is irresistible. But when you begin to step back and you see the full destruction that sin brings, sin is detestable. Sin is detestable when you see uh, families destroyed by it, when you see communities deteriorated by it, when you see the destruction, you see the full destruction of sin, it is a despicable thing. It's a despicable thing. It's an ugly thing. But the truth is you can't see it until you're already there. It's beautiful on the surface, but once it's conceived, come on, once it's finished, the Bible says it brings forth death. It's an ugly thing. It's a deceptive thing. It's a destructive thing. I had a lady last week come up to me at work, and she walks up to me. And she says, John, I, I want you to look at these pictures. And she had there on her phone a before and an after picture of her niece. And she showed me the first picture and she said, this is the before she got on drugs picture. It was a picture of a beautiful young lady, full of life, vibrant. Could tell she just had a full head of steam. She had a smile on her face. She looked lively. She looked energetic. She looked like her whole life was ahead of her. She was full of life in that picture. And then she swiped the phone and she said this is a picture of her now after the drugs have gotten a hold of her. And can I tell you that second picture startled me. It was one of a lady who had surrendered control of her life to sin. It was one of a lady who had allowed sin to steal her beauty Steal her vibrancy, steal her freedom, steal her dreams. And I'm telling you, in that picture, I could literally see hell's grip in her countenance. Sin is an ugly thing. Sin is 
a destructive thing. Amen. And I tell you, I could see in that picture, and I couldn't tell you how many times I have had people bring pictures to me like that. It happened just last month. It happened. Someone brought a picture, and they said, this is a picture of this person before they got on drugs, and this is a picture after they got on drugs. I couldn't tell you how many times people have brought me pictures like that. Amen. And, and allowed me to see the physical evidence of the destruction of sin. My Lord. King Ahaziah learned the hard way that sin was destructive, but you don't have to. King Ahaziah learned the hard way not to lean on the lattice, but you don't have to. Come on, somebody. I come to tell you in this house today, amen, that, that sin is destructive. Amen. And there's a physical evidence of the destruction of sin. King Ahaziah learned the hard way today, but you don't have to learn the hard way. He fell through the lattice of his upper chamber. Now, how many have ever seen lattice or had lattice around your home or someone that you know's home maybe a skirting around a deck you see a picture of lattice here on the screen maybe a false wall in your house maybe a skirting uh, around your deck a window on your house maybe some people put a lattice on windows I remember as a boy, I remember when we would play and we'd play football or baseball or whatever it was, if the ball would go near the last. I remember getting down on my knees and just kind of peeking through the lattice to make sure there wasn't no critters in there. Huh? I remember a time this lady had some lattice around the bottom of her trailer and I was trying to help her with something. And I got down there, boy, and I was looking all around in there trying to see if there, I'm not like Brother Corey. I don't like those critters. He'll snatch a hold of them, but I, I'm, I won't, see. I'm one of those peekers through the lattice to see if there's any critters in there. Amen. But we, we know that lattice is not meant for support. Amen. Lattice is meant to peek through. Amen. And uh, we peek through the lattice to see if there's anything behind the lattice. And no doubt King Ahaziah had walked over to the lattice in his upper chamber many times and looked down through the lattice of his upper chamber to see and to just sneak a peek at what was going on down below him. But this time was different. This time was different. This time... King Ahab, I don't know, the Bible doesn't tell us whether he stumbled and fell or whether he just messed up and leaned on the lattice, but somehow he fell through the lattice. And no doubt many times he had taken a peek through that lattice at what was going on below him. He was mortally injured in that fall, but I'm convinced today that it wasn't the fall that killed him. It was the fact that he turned to the God of Ekron. 
Beelzebub. It was the fact that he didn't go to the God of Israel. It was the fact that he didn't go to Jehovah Rapha, the real healer. He tried to go to the God of flies. He went to the God of Ekron. That's what took the life of King Ahaziah. Instead, he turns to the God of Ekron. Beelzebub means the God of flies, the Lord of the flies. It's been said Before, the men love gods that are most likened unto themselves. Think about that next time you decide what you want to serve. Men are are drawn to gods that are likened unto themselves. He turned to the God of the flies instead of to the God of Abraham and Isaac and Jacob. You know, a study cited by the American, American Academy of Family Physicians indicates that 40% of all patients rely on their faith to deal with illness. It's been said there's no atheist in foxholes. My grandfather was one of those men that was running from God, but he found him in a foxhole. There ain't no atheist in foxholes, folks. There ain't no atheist when you find yourself facing eternity. There ain't no atheist when you find yourself without God and you're wondering if you're going to make heaven your home. Studies show that the majority of people turn to their faith to deal with with their illness. Everybody thinks about God when it comes time to face eternity, but when are you going to think about God? When are you going to think about God today? The Hebrew name Ahaziah means Yahweh has seized. The Lord has seized. Jehovah has seized. The Lord was trying to get a hold of Ahaziah, but he turned to the God of Ekron instead. Can I tell you, there's people under the sound of my voice right now, the Lord's trying to get a hold of you. The Lord's trying to get a hold of you. The Lord is trying to do something in your life. What are you going to do? What are you going to do? What are you going to turn to? What's your next step going to be? The Lord tried to get a hold of Ahaziah, but he turned to a false God, one that didn't hear him. One that didn't answer him. In the second chapter of the Song of Solomon, Solomon, the wisest man to ever live upon the face of the earth, speaks to us metaphorically about the Lord looking through the lattice at us. Speaks of a God who's in the shadows looking through the lattice, a lover in behind the lattice. Looking at his people, the word of God is speaking metaphorically. They couldn't see him. Come on, he had not been revealed to them yet. He had not shown himself yet. This is why when Moses said, Lord, I'll go to Egypt, but who am I going to tell him sent me? And he said, whoa, 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 Moses. No, no, no. My name ain't been, I haven't revealed myself yet. You just tell them the I am sent you. 
Come on, he was the Lord behind the lattice in the Old Testament, looking through the lattice at his beautiful bride. A partially revealed God in the Old Testament is a fully revelated Jesus Christ in the New Testament. I come to tell you today, the same God that delivered Abraham and Isaac and Jacob and Moses and Joseph, he's the same God that's going to deliver you today. And he's no longer hiding in the shadow behind the lattice, but he wants to reveal himself to his people. He wants to reveal himself to his people today. Hallelujah. So don't get too content leaning on the lattice because the Lord wants to step out from behind the lattice. My God, I feel the Holy Ghost today. The Lord wants to reveal himself to you. The Lord wants to show himself to you. Amen. And in the second chapter of the Song of Solomon, the Bible speaks metaphorically about the Lord in behind the lattice, looking at the one that he loved. They couldn't see him. He had not been revealed yet to them, but they knew he was there. We talked about Joseph this morning. The Lord is with me. Come on, if you missed Sunday school, you missed it this morning. The Lord is with me. The Lord, I told you I was going to say it so many times today, you wouldn't have a choice but to remember it. The Lord is with me. The Lord is with me. (laughs) You heard the preacher say last week that God had gradually revealed himself as the Lamb which was slain in the Old Testament. And in that temple worship of the Old Testament, only the priest could experience the Shekinah glory of God behind the veil. But I come to tell somebody today, that veil is gone. That veil is rent. Come on, somebody, that veil is rent, and he's no longer the lover behind the lattice. He's no longer the one lurking in the shadow, seeking a peek at you. He's the God that wants to manifest himself to you today. He's the God that wants to manifest him. He wants to reveal himself to you today. The partially revealed God of the Old Testament is the fully revelated Jesus of the New Testament, and we are the people of his promise. We are the people of his promise. Listen, there are are people, I was thinking about this this morning, I was studying for this service. There are people that walk into this church and they don't believe everything that we believe. Come on, let's just be honest. There are people that walk into this church and they may not believe like we do, but they feel God here. Ah, come on now. Come on now. They might not believe everything that we believe, but they feel God here. They know the spirit of the Lord when they feel it and they crave the spirit of the Lord just like the rest of us do. So they come to the house of God, even though they may not agree with everything, they understand that there's a recipe in this house. There's a pattern in this house and it unveils the glory of God in this temple today. 
We still believe in holiness. We still believe in separation. We still believe in the doctrine of the new birth today. That's the recipe for revival. Come on, the Lord wants to step out from behind the lattice and reveal himself to you. My God, I feel the Holy Ghost in this place today. They walk into this house, they might not believe everything, but they feel God here. You know why? Because he is here. Because he is here. Because there's people here that believe in consecration. There's people that believe in coming out from amongst them and be ye separate, saith the Lord. There's people that believe in pre-service prayer. There's people that believe in revival. My God. So they come to feel God. We still believe in godly living. We still believe in consecration. We still believe that men ought to be men and women ought to be women. We still believe in separation from the world. Come on, somebody say, oh, that long hair don't matter no more. Yeah, it does. Somebody say, come on, those dresses, they don't matter. Yeah, they do. Come on, somebody said that indecency, it don't matter. Yeah, it does. Come on, it ain't going to hurt you to drink a beer once in a while. Yeah, it will. It ain't going to hurt you to take a pill once in a while. Yes, it will. It ain't going to hurt you to smoke a joint once in a while. Yes, it will. When you lift up your eyes in hell, you're going to realize it'll matter. You're going to realize it'll matter then. When you lift up your eyes in hell, you're going to realize it'll matter. Come on, I didn't come to sugarcoat nothing. I come to tell you there's a lover behind the lattice and he wants to reveal himself to the body of Christ today. Oh, my God. Hear me. Hear me, people of God. A casual search for him ain't going to find him. A lackadaisical approach to him ain't going to get you there. Half-heartedness. Choosing church when you want to. Choosing prayer when you want to. Choosing reading your Bible when you want to. It ain't going to get you there. It's not ever going to cause the lover to come from behind the lattice and manifest himself to you. You better be careful leaning on that lattice. You better be careful trying to serve God halfway. You better be careful trying to sneak a peek at him. No, that ain't the God that I serve. The God that I serve came and gave himself for me. He came and he manifests himself to me. And he, there is grace at the revelation of Jesus Christ. You cannot serve God trying to just sneak a peek through the lattice. You cannot serve God just trying to lean and just sneak you a peek once in a while. No, honey, it's all in. It's all or none. It's you give yourself to him. You present yourself as an offering unto God or else it ain't none at all. Come on, it's, it's black or white. It's in or out. Come on, it's heaven or hell. There ain't no place in between. And it ain't going to work trying to sneak a peek at God through the lattice today. My Lord, we still believe in humility and submission to God. We still believe in submission to God. 
Micah 6 and 8 teaches us that the Lord had showed us what is good and had showed us what doth the Lord require of us but to do justly and to love mercy and to walk humbly with our God. Come on. This is why we teach the pattern to repent. Humble yourself before God. Say you're sorry for the mistakes you made. Turn around and walk away from them. We got to walk humbly before our God today. We still believe in humility and submission to God. You want to know why we're having a move of God? Because we're still teaching the pattern of salvation that was given to us in the tabernacle plan. We're still teaching the pattern that was given to us on the day of Pentecost. And when Peter stood on Solomon's porch and preached and 3,000 souls were added to the church. That's why we're having revival today. Let me tell you something. Nothing else is going to do. Come on. Nothing else is going to do. Nothing else is going to get you in. You got to walk humbly before God. You got to make him your all today. We're still teaching the pattern of salvation. You still got to repent. You still got to be baptized. You still got to be filled with the Holy Ghost like the Bible says. Church, we're holding on to the promises of God. We're holding on to the promises of God. We're the people of the promise. We're the people of the name today. If we ask, we receive. Come on, if we seek, we find. If we knock on the door, he's going to swing it wide open. That's why you're walking in your blessings today. That's why continually every single week somebody's coming to me and saying, Man, the Lord gave me a financial blessing this week. That's why the Lord is opening the windows of heaven in this church. It's because we are the people of the promise. We're the people that believe in the doctrine of the apostles. We're Pentecostal in our experience and we're apostolic in our doctrine today and we make no apologies for it. We believe in living for God with everything that's with inside us. And that's what we got to continue to do. If we ask, we receive. If we seek, we find. If we knock, the doors open unto us. Listen to me today. Here. This bald-headed Hoosier preacher. I know you like that Mississippi boy, but he went home. Now you got me. Huh? Now you, now you got me here, this preacher today. The lattice represents trying to just sneak a peek at the Lord. You got to stop leaning on the lattice. You got to stop leaning on half-heartedness. You got to stop leaning on all these things because they're not going to get God revealed to you. They're not going to get God revealed to you. The partially revealed God of the Old Testament, the lover, the one who looked through the lattice at the one whom he loved so much, is the fully revelated. The one who came to save you. The one that came to give his life for you. The one that hung on a cross for you that you might have life and have it more abundantly today. The fully revelated Jesus Christ of the New Testament. The Christ of the New Testament. And he doesn't want to be 
the Lord who lurks behind the lattice anymore. Can I tell you? He wants to walk right out and be Lord of your life. He wants to be a friend that'll stick closer than any brother. Come on, Ricky, I know you love your brothers today, but there's one who loves you more than they do. Come on, I love my brothers today, but there's one who loves me more than they do. Come on, there's one who wants to step out from behind the lattice and be the Lord of your life today. You're not going to find him in casual approach to him. This is why we give our best to God. You're not going to find him through half-heartedness. You're not going to find him looking in the wrong places. You're not going to find him hanging out with the wrong people. He's not in those places. He's not in those false doctrines. There's a pattern in the true church. There's a pattern for salvation. He's in your praise and your worship today. That's why when you come in here and the worship gets hot and people start jumping up and down and people run to the front of this church, that's why you feel the presence of the Lord because he inhabits the praises of his people. He's in your praise today. The lion of the tribe of Judah is in your praise today. Man. When that preacher said it last week, everybody started jumping up and down. I'm going to give you one more chance. The lion of the tribe of Judah. I'm just messing with y'all. Lord bless you. I'm missing Brother Sanford myself. I'm thankful today for a God that wants to come out from behind the lattice. And he wants to be in the lives of his people. There's no matter too small that God doesn't care about what you're going through. There's no matter too large that God doesn't want to be involved in your situation. He wants to manifest himself to you today. He wants to step out of the shadows of your life and he wants to be your God. He wants to show himself to you. He wants to manifest himself to you. He wants to show you what it feels like to have a God that loves you. To have a God that cares for you. To have a God that'll be there when nobody else is there for you. He'll never leave you. And he'll never forsake you. The preacher told us last week the lion of the tribe of Judah is inside of us. Your praise and your worship is a lion. We look at those walls of Jericho and how that those walls fell. And there was a recipe for those walls falling. Huh? It didn't just happen because the Lord, they, they stood there and said, the Lord said, no, no, no. No, 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 there was some obedience. The Lord said, start walking. Start walking and keep walking until I tell you to do something different. So they started walking. The Lord tells Joshua, he said, you just take them people and you just start walking. So they started walking around the city. And they kept walking around the city until finally God said, okay, on the seventh time, do you want to stop that walking and you want to start that shouting? And I come to tell somebody in this house today, if you want to see the walls fall down in your life, you're going to have to transition from walking and start shouting. Shout for your family. Shout for your finances. Shout for your marriage. Shout for your church. 
Shout for your Sunday school. Shout for your hyphen group. Shout for your lost family members. Just stop walking and start shouting. Because the lover behind the lattice wants to come out and manifest himself. My God. Ah. Shout because you've been delivered. Shout because of a heart that's been redeemed. Shout because the shackles fell off. Shout because the drugs went away. The depression left. The alcohol dried up. Come on, somebody. You got to learn to shout today. My God, he's in your praise. The Lion of Judah's in your praise. The lover behind the lattice is in your praise. And he wants to come out today. And he wants to manifest himself to you. My God, let's give the Lord a hand clap of praise today. Come on, let's give the Lord a hand clap of praise today. Oh, we love you, Jesus. We need you, lover. We need you today. Manifest yourself to us today, Lord. Hallelujah. Come on. Shout because the Lord has stepped out from behind the lattice and showed you his goodness. Everything good in your life, everything good in your life is from God. None of it you deserve. None of it's because of your own merit. None of it's because of any of your abilities. It's all a gift from God. It's all a gift from God. Today, stand with me as the musicians come quickly. We spend time, we spend much time concentrating on individuals' personal relationship with God. And rightfully so, we should spend time concentrating on our own relationships with God. We should do that. But church, I come to tell you today, there's just something powerful about corporate worship. My God, Sister Renee walked up to me last week after praying through after many, many years, and she walked up to me, and I'm telling you the glow of the Holy Ghost was on that woman. You know what that's a result of? That's a result of corporate worship. That's a result of people coming together to lift up praise unto God. That's people releasing the Lion of Judah today. That's what that is. That's God manifesting himself to his people. Come on. He's in our corporate worship and praise. I really don't understand. Listen, I'm not trying to be abrasive. God knows I love this body today, but I really just cannot. I've tried. I've tried to understand. I cannot understand why people would stay home from church. I know it ain't popular. I know it ain't comfortable. I know it ain't, it don't, it don't give you goosebumps. But I don't understand. I don't understand why people would run from the very one who wants to bless them. The very one who wants to love them. The very one who wants to embrace them. And you don't understand why 
your husband or your children or your family members won't come to church, you better get rid of that unfaithfulness. You're destroying your own atmosphere. You're destroying your own atmosphere. I'm telling you, the lion of the tribe of Judah is in the corporate praise of this body. And if you want to unleash him today, you better get it down in your spirit that the Lord is with me. The Lord is with me. Something supernatural happens when the body of Christ comes together in one mind and one accord. In one place, in one mind, in one accord, in one truth, in one body, in one Lord, my God, in one faith, in one baptism. One, 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 one. When the people come together as one, something supernatural happens. The Lord, the lover, he steps out from behind the lattice and he reveals himself to his people. It's a thing of beauty, like a bride adorned presenting herself to her groom. How many brides have we stood in this church and walk, watch walk through that door and the man stands right here and cries his eyes out because of how beautiful his bride is. That's the way it is when the Lord appears to us. You want to know why grown men cry like babies? Because the spirit of the Lord is upon them. You want to know why they buckle? They get rid of their egos and their attitudes. They surrender their pride because the spirit of the Lord demands it. The spirit of the Lord demands it. Come on, he wants to reveal himself to you today. We are, we are to show forth the praises of him that brought us out of darkness into his marvelous light. What a privilege. What an honor. What a privilege today to walk in light and not stumble in darkness. What a privilege to be able to see what God has for you, to watch it all unfold. What a privilege. What a privilege it is today. We're to show forth the praises of him that brought us out of darkness into his marvelous light. In Acts, the ninth chapter, Saul was on his way to Damascus. He desired a letter to further persecute the church of God. But while he was on his way, the Bible says a bright light came down from heaven. He fell to the ground and he lost his sight. He lost his sight. He heard a voice from heaven saying, Saul, Saul, why persecutest thou me? So why persecutest thou me? Immediately Saul responds and he says, Who art thou, Lord? Who art thou, Lord? And he said, It's me, Jesus. It's me, Jesus. 
It's hard for you to kick against the brick, Saul. Stop. Stop what you're doing, Saul. Right there. Right there. In that moment, the Lord stepped out from behind the lattice and he revealed himself to Saul. It's me, Saul. It's Jesus. You're going the wrong way. I know you think you're doing the right thing, persecuting the church, Saul, but you're kicking against the bricks. He revealed himself. He stepped out from behind the lattice. When the children of Israel were fleeing from Egypt, they passed through the waters of the Red Sea. The Lord covered their pursuers behind them. The Lord destroyed everything that sought to destroy them. When we read that passage of Scripture, we're looking at the lover behind the lattice. We're looking at the Lord who's looking at us through the lattice, the one that has not fully been revealed yet. But when Peter stood that day on Solomon's porch and he revealed the pattern, that he repeated the pattern that had been preached on the day of Pentecost, repent, be baptized, and be filled with the Holy Ghost. And 3,000 souls was added to the church that day. That was the Lord stepping from behind the lattice. Here's my pattern. Here's how you're saved. Here's how your life will be changed. I'm revealing myself to you. I'm revealing myself to you. The prophet Isaiah said in Isaiah 28, This is the rest wherewith ye may cause the weary to rest and this is the refreshing the Bible says yet they would not hear it that was the Lord behind the lattice that was the Lord a partially revealed God come on a partially revealed God but when the Holy Ghost fell on the day of Pentecost in that upper room. And all 120 of those people began to speak with tongues and magnify God. The Lord stepped from behind the lattice. He said, here I am. You wanted me, here I am. I'm going to pour myself into you. The Lord stepped, my God, I feel the Holy Ghost today. The Lord stepped from behind the lattice and he revealed himself to his people. When those Old Testament priests would sacrifice those animals in temple worship, that was the Lord behind the lattice that Solomon was talking about. The types and shadows of spiritual truths that would come in the New Testament physical examples of spiritual truths they sacrificed those animals they went behind the veil and the Shekinah glory of God came down that was the Lord behind the lattice but when Paul and Silas sang praises at midnight (laughs) 
Come on, because he ain't after turtle doves and lambs no more. He's after your praise and your worship. When Paul and Silas that night, when all hell was assailing them, the prison doors were fastly locked and they began to sing praises unto God. And the earth began to shake. The prison bars flew open. That was the Lord stepping from behind the lattice. He said, I'm no longer in those temple sacrifices. I'm after your praise and your worship. So I come to tell this body today, do not lean on the lattice. It's not made to support you. You need to see God for who he is. He needs to reveal himself to you. He needs to be manifested in your life today. I wonder if there's anybody here that would say, I don't want to partially know him. I don't want to partially see him. I don't want to partially serve him. I don't want to partially submit myself to him. I don't want to partially attend church. I don't want to partially pray to God. I want to worship the Lord with everything that's within me. I want the lover to step from behind the lattice and show himself to me today. Come on, if you need him, get out of that seat right now. Come on, if you desire him, get out of that seat right now. If you believe God has more for you, get out of that seat right now. Quit leaning on the lattice and let the Lord step out and reveal himself to you. Come on, serve him, church, with all that's within you. Serve him with all that's within you. Don't try to partially serve God today. Come on. He wants to step out from behind the lattice. Would you come as we sing this song?